See, there's a commanded blessing that's upon you. A command has no choice. A command is not a suggestion. A command has no choice. This blessing is coming upon you. In this place where you are here together as brethren. So you ought to be glad for somebody sitting next to you. Because in that they're here, a blessing is commanded over you. We love you. God bless you. That is my allowancing babe. Amen. I'm a blessed man. Let me give the Lord a wonderful round of applause. Reduce your opinion of you to how people treat you. They do because they don't know you. And they don't know you because they didn't make you. Jesus said, who do men say that I have? And some said, and some said, and they're saying the same thing about you. And when Peter gave the right answer, Jesus knew it could not come from him. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Because the key to my identity is only hidden in God. Tell your neighbor, you don't even know who I am. Tell him, you don't even know. If only you know, you will ask for a selfie. If only you know, you'll ask for an autograph. If only you know you'll give God a praise for you. You must be valuable. You must be important. Think about all of the things that the enemy has done to take you out, but you're still here. People did what you did, they are dead. People did what you did, they are locked up in a psychiatric ward. People did what you did, but, but, but because you are important to God and you matter to God, you are here. Give God a praise for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. Wow, I'm in the right place. So delighted and excited to be with you. Thank God for what he's doing in this house. Hallelujah. When you live with greatness, it is difficult to appreciate greatness. We all kind of like that. We lose appreciation for the wonderful thing that God has put us in because we commonize it. And it has to take people from outside to let you know the greatness you're in. Kingsville, you're part of a great movement, a great church, by great pastors, with a great future and a great destiny. Let me give the Lord a wonderful round of applause. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Let's share a word of prayer as we get into the word. Lord, help us tonight like only you can. We give you praise and glory for who you are and all that you are in Jesus' name. Child of God, please do not confuse the principles of Jesus with the person of Jesus. The person of Jesus will give you peace. It will guarantee your place in eternity. The principles of Jesus will give you prosperity. 
guarantees your place here on earth. It is possible to have his person without his principles. It is possible to have his principles without his person. It is the reason why the richest men on earth by Forbes are not necessarily Christians. Please do not confuse the two. It is also the reason why multi, multi, multi millionaires are so empty and so and so despondent and so depressed that many of them would throw themselves out of skyscrapers because they are sick of life. Because the money they have cannot satisfy the hole in their soul because that's not the purpose of money. Now don't get it twisted just because I cannot see with my ears does not mean I don't need ears. Hello somebody. Understand that both are not mutually exclusive. You don't have to choose one or the other. Thank God. If we have to choose one or the other, of course you should choose his person and his peace. So that you spend eternity with God. But we don't have to. So as a child of God, please understand that just because you receive Jesus... If you do not learn and put into practice, somebody say practice. Practice Practice his principles, you cannot experience his prosperity. All of the principles that are taught in the most prestigious business schools on earth today, they got them from the pages of scripture. They just removed the Bible from it. They just removed the scriptural reference from it. If you know Bible, you can always say, oh, this one is from Proverbs. This one is from. Praise the Lord. And so what I want to do tonight, I want to share with you what I've titled, Seven Biblical Reasons for Poverty. Then when you get it, you run away from it. You will vaccinate your destiny and that of your generations from poverty forever. Say amen, somebody. It's not about where you start. It's about where you end up. There's no man who is rich today who was not poor someday. So please, don't let anybody intimidate you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because everybody has been where you are at. But God wants to take you from where you are at to where he has destined you to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And as we look at the seven reasons, you will see that not one of them is race, gender, or nationality. 
Praise the Lord. That my upbringing or my background or my, the color of my skin or my tribe, thank God, has not canceled me out from what God wants to do with me. I studied the autobiography of successful men and I found out that they all have, they all imbibe a common set of principles. Regardless of where they're at, whether in America or Canada or Antarctica or Africa, it's the same thing. Principle. It's like the law of gravity. If you walk it, it will walk. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Number one, is stinginess. Seven biblical reasons for poverty. Proverbs 11.24 in the NLT. It is possible to give freely and become wealthy. But those who are stingy will lose everything. Child of God, giving is the proof that you've conquered greed. Whatever you cannot give has become your God and has become more important to you than God. Every time God asks you to give anything, it is always because he has something better to give you. I'm going to say that again. Every time, every time God asks you to give anything, it is always because God has something better to give you. I explained in the earlier session that all money is is an amplifier. Money does not really change a man. Money just enables a man to be who he is in a larger scale. Amplifier. Amplifier as I'm speaking now. My voice is going through this microphone and it's being amplified and you're hearing it. But you are not hearing anything I'm not saying. You understand what I'm saying? You're only hearing it louder. Praise the Lord. Fun is kind of like that. It makes you, it, 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 it showcases you on a larger scale. As long as you have the cancer of greed in your soul, God cannot afford to enlarge you. It's not that he does not want to. It is not that he does not desire to. The desire of every loving parent, including God, is that their children will do well. But it is that he cannot afford to. So God will put your blessing on pause. On hold until you've conquered greed. 
You know the thing about God? He doesn't get old. Hello, somebody. His hair don't get gray. Nothing hangs down on God. He has all the time in the world. You don't. You may be able to intimidate people with your age. You cannot intimidate your God with your age. He's ageless. He has no birthdays. Don't celebrate no anniversaries. What are you saying, Pastor? God will wait until you get it. God is not like your, uh, what do you call it, Department of Lagos State Department, that once you are 21, will hand you the driver's license. No, no, no. God is not, no, no 21 with God. Maturity with God is not determined by age. It's determined by the quality of our choices. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke, thought, acted like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, what made me a man is not my age, but putting away childish stuff. Praise the Lord. So God will wait until you get it. He will wait until he sends that guy from Houston to explain it to you. He will wait until you open up your heart to receive it. He will wait until you start doing it. God will not cut corners for anybody. Listen, anybody you see in the kingdom that's blessed is a great giver in their life. They may not tell you. I'm just telling you the honest, radical, raw truth. And it's not by how good you preach it. It is by how good you do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It is destructive. It is catastrophic. It is devastating for you to eat everything that comes into your hands. Did you hear what I just said? The reason why I spent years and years in medical school and in residency was because Adam ate. When we get to heaven, you better hold me when I see Adam. Because all of this pain, all of this suffering, all of these diseases and wickedness and trouble, God never ever intended it to be. Those who don't have an understanding of the devil and they wonder why will a loving God allow them to, they are right on some level. It's just that they are wrong to think God is one causing it. It's not God, it's Adam. God is not in control of the earth. God made the earth. The earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. But he put man in control. He put man in charge. My son is in Cornell. He drives a car there. It is not his car. It is my car. Anytime he messes up, I threaten him to come and take back my car. But how many know that if he goes and goes through a red light... Unless he's in Ikeja, we're going through a red light has no repercussion. <laughs> Not in Ithaca, New York. 
You go through a red light, you get, they hit you with a ticket. Why would you blame me in Houston for that? Say, because it's my car. Yes, it's my car, but it's the joker that went through the red light, not me. God said, you can eat that tree, you can eat that tree, but that one, don't eat. Nonsense man went to eat. Pray for me, I know, I know. It is not everything that is under your control that is meant for consumption. Every wise farmer knows that. God put it in your hands, but not for your mouth. That one you can't eat. This one, no, don't eat that one. Supposed to be a seed to sow. You have to learn it. You have to master it. That's how you break the backbone of poverty. Say amen, somebody. Even in the secular world, it is a principle that you, child of God, let the enemy talk you out of it. Praise the Lord. So we said number one, stinginess. We're talking about seven biblical reasons for poverty. Number two, laziness. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4, NLT. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. I'm going to say it again. Lazy people. Let me, let me tell you something. Prayer is no substitute for laziness. Prayer is important. Prayer is crucial. Prayer is paramount. We must pray. Jesus said men all always to pray. But listen, 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 listen. Listen well, child of God. Jesus prayed from dusk to dawn. He walked from dawn to dusk. Twenty richest people on earth. Not one of them is a prayer warrior. Thank God for prayer warriors. You and I are in the kingdom today for prayer warriors because of prayer warriors. But please, no confuse the thing we talk about. It's hard work. No matter what your vocation is, no matter what your calling is. Hard work. What distinguishes champions from chums is hard work. What distinguishes Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or LeBron James from people, other basketballers who are more talented than them is hard work.
Anytime God gives you anything in terms of talent, he only gives it to you in the raw material form. That's why when we find oil, we call it oruud. If you put the oil in the form we found it inside your car, it will not reach, it will not reach third mainland bridge. Praise the Lord. So, while God gave you the talent, gave us the crude oil, we have to work to refine it. And it is after the process of refinery that it becomes useful to humanity. Whatever talent you have, whatever gift you have, whether it's the gift of business or the gift of speaking or the gift of ministry or singing, all of us are like that. You have to work hard at it before it can be a blessing to humanity. And let me tell you something. The Bible says, study yourself a book of the God. Study, study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto men. Study to show yourself approved unto God. If you walk at what God has given you, it makes no difference who doesn't believe in you. I feel I'm talking to somebody. Moses was born, and they were killing all the little kids around him. So they hid him. They were only successful in hiding him because he was small. The mistake they made was that they were feeding him. Because whatever you feed never stays small. <laughs> One day he got so big they had to bring him out. If you start feeding what God gave you, one day you'll get so big we have to give we, we have to give you the microphone. Get away from this mentality. Oh, the department leader does not like me. The choir leader won't let me to sing. You don't. Be quiet. We're only protecting you. Because it's not your time. If you take a fruit and pluck it before it's time, what is supposed to be sweet will be sour. But that's not the problem. The problem is when you now go back at the fullness of time, the fruit is, not, is no longer there. So wherever God has you, just keep working, just keep working, keep, keep improving yourself in every way you can. If it is teaching or preaching or ministry, align yourself, get tapes and get, just keep improving yourself and studying yourself and feeding yourself in business. You know, look for somebody or people who are where you want to be, to be your mentor. It is the order of God for us to grow by mentoring. The Bible says with Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, we follow them through faith and patience and obtain the promise. Praise the Lord. So we said number one. Number two. Oh good. I got five more for you. Are you ready for them? Number three. Pridefulness. 
James chapter 4 verse 6. In the end, New King James. New King James. But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Child of God, your elevation stops at the stage of your pride. Your promotion ceases at the place of your ego. Always remember that. God's ability to elevate you is at the mercy of your ego. Pride is very costly. There's nothing you have that God didn't give. That is why it stings in God's nostrils that you are proud. Because it is him that gave you everything you have. It is him that gave you everything you own. You do not own anything. All you are is a steward. What are you proud of? What, 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 what are you, what are you proud of, Oga? Pride is a magnet for God's resistance. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Grace to the humble. No matter where you get to in life, child of God, always put yourself down. Humble. Because when you put yourself down, you don't, this is what many people don't understand. When you put yourself down, you don't stay down. God will lift you up. He gives grace to the humble. Like I was saying in the earlier session, humility is only proven in greatness. If a man has nothing, and you bring it to me. And you tell me he's humble. Maybe he is. I don't know. Because every man that has nothing is humble. Every man that has nothing has to be humble. If not, he would starve to death. But if you want to really, if you really want to know if he's humble, give him Elon Musk's money. Denzel Washington's looks and Joe Biden's power. I got it good, huh? Bring him back to me. Let's see if he's still humble. You give them a little power and they want to show. They want to show. That's where you would die. Because God cannot trust you. Praise the Lord. When you're humble, he gives you more grace. 
May grace locate you. May grace lead you where you belong. So we said number one, stinginess. Number two, laziness. Number three, pridefulness. Number four, recklessness. Proverbs 21.17 NLT. Those who love pleasure become poor. Wine and luxury are not the way to riches. Those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love pleasure become poor. The Arsenal star that you spend hours watching. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. He's a red jersey. Red jersey. He didn't do what you are doing to be earning the millions he's earning. Oh, you didn't hear me. The Nollywood actor you watch hours and hours and hours on TV. He did not become a Nollywood actor by watching hours and hours and hours on TV. If he did, you would not want to watch him. Nothing wrong with being a football fan. Nothing wrong with watching Hollywood. But something is wrong when you watch it without boundary. You're reckless and hours have gone, hours and hours and hours. You don't get anywhere in life like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So what do you do? You budget your time. That's what wise, successful, rich people do. They budget their time. I understand, yes, I want to watch. Give me one of the name of your football stars. You know, I'm not soccer. Just soccer. Huh? Ronaldo. Yes, my guy right here. My guy. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Praise the Lord. Ronaldo does not watch TV the way some of us watch Ronaldo. No. He's hours on the soccer field. That's why they want to pay him millions. I mean, Messi. I know Messi. Lionel Messi, I know that one. Huh? That I know Messi. Messi is scriptural. No, I know, I know, I know what they My mind is just going, these, these soccer fans, they won't finish me. What's your team, brother? Huh? Now he's changing it to the Lord. Man, we just tell me Messi, they for Bible. But you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> you can't be reckless with your time. You can't be reckless with your life. You can't, you can't entertain people who anybody wasting your time is wasting your life. Those who love pleasure become poor. 
those who love pleasure become poor. Praise the Lord. Number four, hastiness. Number five, number five now. Hastiness, Proverbs 28 verse 22, NLT. A greedy person tries to get rich quick, but it only leads to poverty. Listen, all your Yahoo boys, where do they end up? Tell me one person with wealth that lasts, that is a Yahoo boy. They either end up in jail, they end up in debt, they end up dead, or they end up in penury. Praise the Lord. It is not that God does not want you to have it. It is that the time that you want it is not the time that God knows is appropriate for you. When I first got saved and I was 18 and we heard the faith, the faith message, claim it and name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and went around the streets of Lagos claiming V-Boot. Do any of you, do any of you remember V-Boot? You all are too young. <laughs> claiming that V-Boot is mine in Jesus' name. And God spoke to me. You want to drive V-Boot at 18. So when you're 30, I have to give you a private jet. So when you are 40, I will not have anything to give you anymore. I have to call it to heaven. Do you want to die at 40? <laughs> I'm 53. I'm still not driving a Mercedes. My allowance in baby is driving one though. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> Life comes in stages and phases. Learn to enjoy and be content with each stage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be too hasty to get something that God wants to give you at the right time. All you single people, listen to me. Don't you ever, ever think marriage is utopia. Uh, I'm not saying it's wrong to get married. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But don't you ever think contentment comes by marrying a man. I'm a man. <laughs> Only a foolish person thinks they will become pathetic by marrying me. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Ask your married sister if she will tell you the truth. Oh, you want to get married? Oh, you Please. He makes all things beautiful in his time. And stop allowing people to confuse you, to conflict. Oh, uh, your senior, your junior sister got married two years ago. I don't, I, 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 if I tell you what I think you should tell, answer them back, you will say I'm not a Christian, so I won't tell. 
you say that the, that man cannot be born again. So I won't tell you. But don't let anybody, because you're the one that's going to live with the person. You're the one that's going to gonna live the life. 20 years of marital bliss is far better than 50 years of marital hell. Only the Lord can satisfy. Nobody, no man can do you like Jesus. He's the only man that died for you. All the other men we tell you they are dying for you, they are dying for you. He died for you. Do I have any single sisters in the house? Raise your hand. High five three people next to you. Tell them, I've got a man. Tell them. I've got a man. Make anybody make you feel funny and make you feel silly and make you feel useless over something that is not an accomplishment. Do you still love me? I told you about the example of the fruit that was plucked impatiently. Praise the Lord. So don't let what God, don't let, see, the Bible says the prosperity of fools will destroy them. A blessing that is obtained at the wrong time becomes a curse. It is not everybody driving a G-Wagon that is happy. It is not everybody that is married that is happy. It is not everybody that has children that is happy. Let me tell you something about God. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord make it rich and has no sorrow. God does not only give us things. He also gives us the grace to enjoy what he gives gives. Please, you do not just want the thing. You also need the grace to enjoy the thing. And and if it is God that gave it, it is God that gives the grace to enjoy it. Let me go deeper. Anything God gave you, God will give the grace to sustain whatever he gave. If you got it by power and might, you have to use power and might to keep it. That's why you cannot sleep because you got it by your own power and might. But if it is God that raised you up, child of God, you can go to bed because you know what God gives. God, oh God, excuse me. There are some people who are up, but they cannot enjoy being up because they are so afraid they will come down any minute. There are some women who are married, but they cannot enjoy being married because they are so scared they are going to lose the man any minute. But let me tell you something. If God gave him to you, God will keep him for you. So you can relax and go to bed 
can enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Shout amen, somebody. Where are we? Number six. Stubbornness. Proverbs 13, 18. NLT. Watch this. If you ignore criticism, you will end up in poverty and disgrace. All of us hate criticism. That's just how we are. But none of us can grow without criticism. In the King James, he said, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuse instruction. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuse instruction. You become so tough and you sit on the, on the throne of your soul and we cannot tell you anything. Poverty and shame is waiting for you. Now let me explain something to you. Never be like all of these people who are so proud that when you talk to them, instead of listening to what is said, they're like, why should he talk to me like that? You know the way he talked to me, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. You, 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 the way that dick can talk to me, you know, you just talk to me anyhow. You can talk, 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 talk. Listen, how many of you say that I'm never going to eat meat without bone? Raise your hand. Oh, thank God I'm talking to the right people. Well, I've had a prayer, all night prayer meeting for you. Or fish without bone. You don't say that, do you? So what do you do? You remove the bone and eat the meat, right? You have to learn that with criticism. Criticism does not always come nice. Criticism does not always come from people who are mature. Criticism does not always come from people who know how to talk. But stop focusing on the way they said it and focus more on what they said. Learn to eat the meat and throw the bone in the trash. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Don't say, because they talk to me, you just push them. You're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. You're never going to succeed. God does not have angels to correct you. All he has is men. And men are flawed. Whether at church or at work or in your family. So anytime and every time you hear criticism, which I know you hate to hear, calm down. And consider what is being said. Because the voice of the Lord may be in the criticism that you may miss. Because you say they are not nice. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because none of us can grow by just the music teacher that tells you, oh, that's okay, that's all nice, you need to move on, move on. To you can't grow like that. So criticisms will come. We don't want to hear them, but they will come. But is God confronting you? Is God trying to get to you? Don't ignore it. Don't, 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 don't be so tough. No. And so proud that you, no. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. None of us will ever get to any stage that will refuse to be accountable. My son asked me, Dad, what day, what age will I get to where I can come home at any time? I said, son, I'm your father. I cannot come home at any time. At this age, 53, I, I can't come home at any time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because we all have to, have to be accountable. So we put boundaries in our lives. The Bible says, he that cannot control his spirit is like a city without walls, a city without defense, spiritual aids. Anything comes. You know, people with AIDS, many of us are scared to, to touch them. But really, we are the ones, they are the ones that should be scared to touch us. Because things we can throw off, they cannot. Because they have no immunity, no defense. When you become like that, that's exactly what happens. The enemy just throws you around like a fool. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. So anyone God is trying to use to teach you, be teachable. Proudly born and grew up in Africa. Praise the Lord. And so, how we grow up, you know, man, you know, when you use the re- when you use the toilet, we call it toilet here, we call it the restroom, don't use the toilet. We do our thing, we go. If you try that in America, they will lynch you. <laughs> I mean, without washing your hands. So my son, he's supposed to be watching cartoons. This is when he was younger. I don't know how he's listening to me doing my business, you know. When I come up, Dad, you didn't wash your hands. I mean, like giving him a knock on the <laughs> Oh, no, he's right. Just go, okay, 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 Asha, you are right. I go wash my hands. So now is a habit. Praise the Lord. Because I listened. I didn't feel I was too proud and, you know. Because it's only hygienic and appropriate to do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you never know who God, your child, a child, that God is trying to use to correct you. Listen. It will only make things better for our future. Do you receive it? 
So let's recapitulate quickly. We said number one, seven biblical reasons for poverty. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, thanklessness. Ingratitude. I came to Nigeria last year. I gave one of my uncles $400 and one of my aunts $300. He called to thank me. She didn't call. This time, I gave him $500. I did not give her anything. One of my cousins, I decided to show mercy, but I told my cousin that came, I said, tell Ido if I do not hear from her. Because sometimes you have to say what you want. Anytime you say thank you for what you've received, people naturally want to give you more. You know why they're like that? Because God is like that. Because you are complaining about what somebody else is believing God for. Billions of people on planet earth are wishing and praying and hoping they are in the situation you are complaining about. And you have become thankless and fail to appreciate your who you are because of God. That is because of him you can chew. <laughs> it's because of him you can breathe. If it was not for God, you would not have woken up this morning. While you were sleeping last night, you were between dead and being alive. You did not even know what was going on. It was God that kept your heart beating together, that kept your lungs moving together. It was because of God that you stood up. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't even be able to use the toilet properly. God, and you are just there complaining. Why should he give you more when you are so ungrateful with all that he's done? Why? Who wants to keep giving to an ungrateful child? You're so blessed that you can't even see that you're blessed. Listen, it's a curse to be blessed and not know that you're blessed. It's not enough to be blessed. You have to know that you know that you Praise the Lord. Psalms 112. Let's look at it from verse 1 to 3. In the King James. Bless. Look at how it begins. Praise the Lord. What people call nothing, 
Lord, I'm going to praise you because I have breath. The only criterion for praising God is if you have breath. Because countless don't. A physician for 30 years, there are people who have to struggle and labor and sweat to take the next breath. (laughs) And you're there, you're not even thinking. Somebody shout praise the Lord. That's where the sound begins. Praise the Lord. It begins with the man who is a praiser of God. It begins with the man who is a thanker of God. It begins with a man who is grateful for what God has already done. Not complain and murmuring and gumbling, you know, about what they want God to do. Praise the Lord. Blesses the man who fears the Lord. Who delights greatly in his commandments. Is that talking about you? Do you fear God? You delight in his commandment? Let's read on. His descendants will be mighty on earth. Tell anybody, he's talking about me now. He's talking about me. The generation of the upright will be blessed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I feel like preaching now. The ge- l- listen, you are too blessed for anything that comes out of you to be cursed. So, I come to announce to somebody in here. Maybe you have a child that's acting wayward. God said it's just a matter of time. You just keep trusting God. That child came from you. That child is coming back to God. Don't let them worry you. Don't let them make you lose your mind. They are going to come back to the God who gave them to you. His descendants shall be mighty on the earth. Every time you look at your child, that's what you're supposed to tell them. You will be mighty on the earth. You will be mighty on the earth. You will be mighty on the earth. Don't let the devil use your mouth to curse your own child. This is what God said about your descendant. Give me verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness. Now, there's a difference between wealth and riches. They're not the same. If they were the same, he won't tell you wealth and riches. I say, come and meet Pastor Ayo and Pastor Ayo. You say, ah, that person needs uh, a robe. Arrow is arrow. I'm losing my touch. Wealth and riches. What's the difference between wealth and because that's your covenant right if you are a praiser of God? What does it mean to wealth and riches? Riches means to be abundantly supplied. That's what riches means. Be abundantly supplied. You have a 1,000 naira need, you have 10,000 naira. That's what riches. You're rich. It doesn't mean being a millionaire. Because, you know, if you have five million, 
and you have $10 million need, you're broke. Praise the Lord. God did not call all of us to be millionaires. God called all of us to be rich. The Bible. All of us that are praises of his name. Psalms 112 is our covenant right. Now what is wealth? I'm so glad you asked. If you didn't ask, I asked for you and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wealth is when you've stopped working for money. Money is now working for you. She got it. Wealth is when you wake up in the morning, your money wakes up. And goes to bring in more money to, for you. Because money is a wonderful servant. Money is a horrible master. If your need, you calculate all what you need every month. You need 5,000 naira for uh, petrol. Petrol, they call it here. It's normal music, gas. Naira for petrol. 10,000 for children's school fees. Uh, 3,000 for Airtel. Uh, you calculate everything. 20,000 naira for the month. You could tell the boy has been out of Nigeria for a long time. <laughs> this is just for the sake of preaching. <laughs> Let us pretend this is 1991 when I left the shores of Nigeria. <laughs> Let's just pretend. Now, the day your investment... So, so, you it, your need is 20,000 naira. The day your investment brings in 20,000 a month, that day you're a wealthy man. Which means you are not working because you have to work. You're only working because you choose to work. You're not working because you have to pay your bills. You know your money will make your bill. Your investment, that may be real estate, that may be stocks, you know, whatever investment you have. That day, you have become a wealthy man. The scripture said that's your right if you're a praiser of God. That's your right if you're a praiser of God. That's your right when you start praising God. This was one of the secrets of David. David wasn't a moralistic guy. David was just somebody who was a praiser of God. To come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. How do you magnify a God who cannot get bigger than he is? To magnify, you know, magnifying glass is to make bigger, to expand. Then I realized that though God cannot get bigger than he is, but he can get bigger in me. 
So when I praise him, he gets bigger. When I praise him, my view of him, my opinion, my perspective of him becomes bigger. Because many times in life, how we see things depends on where we are, the position we are. The same houses that look like toys when you are in the plane and you look down. When you get down, the same thing will look like, oh, skyscrapers. You know, when we start, when we start praising God, he gets bigger. Hallelujah. And so tonight, Kingsville, I want to ask you, are you a praiser or a complainer tonight? Are you? Stand up on your feet and open up your mouth. Are you a praiser or a complainer? Praise the Lord. This is for the praiser of God. This is for the praiser of God. Not a complainer, a praiser. Not a murmurer, a praiser. Not a grumbler, a praiser. Praise the Lord. Blesses the man that fear God. That delights in his commandments. His generation shall be mighty upon the earth. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Open up your mouth and begin to praise him. Open up your mouth and begin to praise him. Open up your mouth and begin to praise him. Sometimes you have to be like David. Because people do not know where the shoe is pinching you. You cannot care about who is on the right hand or who is on your left hand. Tell them to just get away from you. Because you know you're wanting something that only God can do. I didn't come here for you. I came here for God. If you were, if you could help me, I will bow down and worship you. But I know you are just as needy as I am. So get away from my face. Let me praise him who can help me. Oh my God. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, not occasionally, not sometimely, but continually be in my mouth. Come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Oh Lord, I magnify you. I exalt you.